Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you wouldn't mind hitting the like and subscribe button, we have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Let's get into it. It was at this moment that he knew he bucked up. Now he fucked up! 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 Now you have fucked up! Finally sitting down in person. Thank you for showing us around in LA. No question. We on? We can start whenever. It'll just Let's like... Go. Roll and start. But yeah, no, we got some dope ass food. This shit is recording. Recording. All right, good. All right. <laughs> we got some dope ass food. Got to see some dope ass art. No question. Thank you, though. We're finally oh, yeah. in LA in person. Hell yeah. You're a fu- you're very the reason I asked you about like um possessions and shit. Mm-hmm. And Jay was saying this is like you're very giving. Like you're a very like uh a giving person. No question. I try to be. I think uh, that's one of the things that make humans uh, remember, because they're very forgetful beings. When they think, when they think, when they think selfish, selfishly, they begin to forget about how important it is to have social interactions with people who are viable, significant. So. Gifts are kind of grounding principles that anchor you to people. A lot of people, a lot of people don't. It's a it's an art to give giving. A lot of people think it's an art and taking. Yeah, always wanting to receive something. Yeah, where it's two sides to your hand. You can't have you can't have this side without this side. So sometimes people get so used to seeing this side of your hand that they start noticing that they lose each time you come around, as opposed to when you use this side of your hand, giving people are more apt to look forward to actually seeing you, you know? Yeah. So why do we forget that? Cause I feel that I feel like when I get success, you almost want to like hoard it off instead of give it away. But then you realize that giving it away was the reason that you got it in the first place. Like you saying forgetful, that is true. It's like you forget almost how you get to where you are. Yeah. Um, it's, it's primarily because humans are, uh, they encompass the, the, uh, of the physical world. They encompass also the animal kingdom as well even though they try to use their cortex to to justify how they are not animals, they still have a primal center of the brain that's similar to serpents and birds, as well as dogs. So very interesting thing about birds, we always want to wear, if you look in particular cultures, you'll find that you have people wearing birds on their headdress. In the Native Americas, you see this Nigerian piece this is uh, the, 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 the crown. The, thir- the 13 omens? Odus or omens. It's the crown of 13 Odus and it has 13 birds on it. So the, the concept of birds is taps into the human's knowledge that they are very mindful of remembering where they place their food when they go bury it. And they're also mindful of their location. If they were to ever, I don't think they can actually get lost. Same with dogs. People have taken dogs that they've tried to get rid of. 
and then take the dog on four or five hour trips and just let the dog go. And, and with all due respect, think that that's the last time they're going to see the dog. And the dog be walked all the way back to the house with flawless navigation. There's a reason for that. You know what I'm saying? Did something yeah. happen? Cause it oh, wait, it'll still be recording. I have a, okay. Uh, it's still recording. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's a very interesting um, feature for humans to, to identify when we, when we seek to be better people, you might have to not be a better human. You might have to tap into the animal kingdom and see how they behave and add it on to your humanity because you're so forgetful. In fact, humans, it take a human, if you notice in the animal kingdom, some animals is born and they got to get it going immediately. They can walk and run as soon as they come out. Humans, you have to be taught to walk. You have to be actually fed. So there's something, this is why we have this, this, um, this emotional reality in this physical world called love. Because if it didn't exist, all that crying you was doing when you was a baby, somebody would have just throw you, threw your ass off a cliff or something in primitive, in a, oh, in a far older, you know, yeah. uh, context where there's nobody, there's no, and, and people often, and this is really, it's not, it's not, this is not unrealistic. This is real. People are still performing what they would infanticide, killing, they killing seeds. They, you know what I mean? Because they are forgetful. They don't have enough love. So when you see the gift giving part, it's also, Sometimes people give to expect to receive, but there's something that you receive that nobody can ever give you. Yeah. And that's the, it's the, um, you can't give nothing unless you got something. So sometimes we prove our wealth and our viability and our purpose in the world by having and being able to extend the courtesy of actual sharing. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. some powerful shit when you, when you think if you use sharing as a, you use it as a spiritual energy, you can actually use it for creative purposes to create uh, a reality for yourself and others if you but only knew how to give gifts. And, and sometimes gift giving ain't giving somebody what they ask for. Is giving somebody what they deserve before they even can muster up the words. Those are the gifts that people don't forget. Or something not even physical. Just you inviting us yesterday and then ha letting us like hang on the street and then meet everyone we met. And like that, that's a gift in itself. It's not a, it's no not like a, a tangible object. But, and, and it's not, but I understand what you're saying, but in a very uh, realistic way, is, is tangible is far more tangible than the actual modicum of money. Cause I can give you, I can put some paper with designs on it in your hand and they mean one thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the meaning in, in implied by the person who was in possession of it. And you say so that I'm the grateful. animalistic 
like that's an animal tendency. Oh, oh no, yeah, we definitely have primal instincts. But you that- get like I feel like you get scared. I get scared of that, like the primal, because that's where anger comes from. That's where right. like the rage comes from, the like immediate reaction. So you like try yeah. to like back away from that. Right, and uh, well, another interesting thing is anger. Anger and fear. They live in the same place. Uh, biologically in the brain. Um, you ever hear that there's a thin line between love and hate? Yeah. Love is very close to it as well. So they exist in the same area where the human identifies being in possession of something. You heard? So when you scare people, they immediately resort to I want to say a fear-based reaction to essentially protect what they feel is theirs. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So with that understood, right? How do we operate in this world? We give people indicators of what we, without us knowing it, willingly and unwillingly, we don't even know that we be doing it half the time we kind of tell people what we're afraid of. And this is where you can find your true friends because your friends don't want you afraid of nothing. They constantly reinforce, you know, for you that you know what? You ain't got to do that. This is us. You ain't got to do that. You heard? Maybe you used to have to do that before, but you ain't got to do that with us. This is us. You heard? We got, we, we good. We good. That's real friendship is consistently reinforcing one another. Because I'm going to tell you something. There are instances that a lot of humans, they very... um, of great benefit to their existence that they didn't have to exist or create social context for how they communicate and like real turbulent environments, because in real turbulent environments, your intentions always have to be clear with your action as well as your words. Because to leave people to their own devices and make them think based off of your behavior that you are, you lack grace or understanding regarding a mutual undertaking around the wrong people, you will fuck around and get your shit split to the white meat because you wasn't clear about your your role, you heard? So communication is very important. And, you know, we are not that far from the animal world. And in some respects, the animals are far more intelligent if we take instinct as an intelligent factor. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I don't know if animals could go in the booth and make records and shit. You heard? <laughs> you know, which is something that we love. You feel me? We yes. love music, but we can definitely learn from the uh, the calls of the wild, you know? Yeah. No, you were talking about the um, being forgetful. And I, I like I think I'm I keep thinking about that because we like I feel forgetful of knowledge I have 
Yeah. And it's then I go back to that like instinct. Yeah. But that doesn't help you. It's hard to keep knowledge, like beneficial knowledge. Well, when life keeps moving. Well, you you are a young man. So and life's moving fast. It does. If, if we if you we have no idea how fast this planet is actually moving, man. You're in trajectory to, you know, what speed is. You know what I mean? I promise yeah. you, shit is moving super fast. And for, as a young person, you can um you can now begin to monitor your growth of your development in a far better way once you become aware of something and you give words and definitions to your experiences, you'll be surprised when you get older, how much context you have. So when I was your age, when I was 20 something, I was in prison. So my, I didn't have, um, you know how they say you have to broaden your horizons. So the visual cortex if I can't see past five or six feet, because there's always a wall or a gate or a steel door in front of me, then I have to use my mind's eye to imagine a horizon beyond the comprehension of my visual cortex in the world surrounding me. So it'll make you, what you did me, I fucked off my whole 20s. So it may it makes me I have to use my time differently than someone else who still has so much time in the free world to do. So now at 47 years old, I feel like I'm running out of time. The shit is not happening fast enough, fast enough, fast enough. And then oftentimes I gotta sit back, relax, and take in consideration. That your boy is blessed, you know? Because we were talking about this, that in the last six years, you were able to do more. But it's funny because I feel like time's running out. Like, I have that clicking, that counter in my head, too, and I am young. So yeah. it's like a, it's a scary thing because, like, you realize how time, how finite it is. Yeah. But then you don't use it properly, even though you know you have to. Right. But in that you do use it properly because you did create more in those six years than other people, but you're still mad at yourself for not, I, you know, utilizing that even better. Well, I stand to say that I, I was actually creating while I was away. So I've been in a free world since 2006. So we in 2022. I have a lot of accomplishments that I know people who have been living their entire life with more resources and more access to resources ever than could ever do. So not, not saying they're not great, not saying that they ain't shit, but to distinguish oneself in that, you know, I've done more things than people who have more shit than me. Yeah. But that's, I feel bad that I'm even wearing the like side a, but like, that's what I wanted to talk. Like some people have the book and don't understand the like message in it. Like, yeah you tapped into something that some people find and some people don't. Right. 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 So when you say, when you say you feel bad, you wear it aside. Hey, what do you mean? Cause I hate, like, I don't 
promote you know what i mean like i'm not i just was wearing it but like you talk about on the intro yeah you talk about the like some people get it and some people don't yeah 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 well it's a wisdom teacher i want to say what you're saying is you're speaking about uh i said homie would write a book about it and they still wouldn't read it yeah yeah and that's just from my observation of humans over a course of many years, you have people who are posture themselves as your um a contemporary or equal, but I'm like, whoa, how the fuck are we equal? And we are not even intellectually bound. We don't even share, you don't even got dudes. I'll be like, dude, you you ain't got no art or no books in your crib. Me and you is not the same. Yeah. We not the same. I'm not gonna force the pieces too. I'm not finna make you elevate you because you don't got no books and no art. So it's something that you don't, that's like taking the relationship advice from somebody that only got one girl. Yeah. You don't have no context. Yeah. yeah. You've never seen them around mad whizzes. Yeah. So how could you get some sense of relationship advice from somebody that don't have access to that mystery? You feel me? Yeah. So I'm like, it's the, it's the same. And but don't you think then success is the the having that timer, the wasting time? Like people who aren't successful don't care about wasting time. Like that. I don't know. Um, because uh, successful people oftentimes are on a different type of time. You ever hear that in the street when people say, yo, boy and them out they on a different type of time or yeah. i'm on a different type of time i ain't on that like this we all participate in this sequence of time we are all under this universal sun traveling at an amazing rapid speed throughout an expansive universe you heard that keeps expanding so i'm like we all do not access the same reality the same way you know and the auspicious aspect of that is that it's like that for a reason. The world would be dull had we all been gradated the same height, the same stance, the same shoe size, the same everything. The world would be, it would not have the, the beauty of its variety. You feel me? So uh, the individual has to kind of, um, has to kind of like, you got to adopt for yourself a a um understanding that the creative principle that made us created us in different this is in the Quran it says that Allah says Allah says that he created people I'm paraphrasing in different forms so that they not so not that they may despise one another so that they can distinguish one another when they're around one another you heard so it's never too late to be great. If you want to be greater than you are, even millionaires and billionaires, they seek to be a greater person or should each day. Even those who are destitute, you heard? You might be homeless or in prison. You still have a duty to be a better person than you was yesterday into the next day. Even if you're not actively acknowledging it 
the cellular structure of the human is amazing. You will, we have to stop being afraid of maturity. People think when you get mature, you get older, they think that the dulling of the senses or the weakness of the sinews and the bones and the muscle structure is a depreciating factor of the human experience when in fact it's not. It's more instructional than anything. You heard? Teaches you about, you remember when you was a kid and you could um, get on swings and shit and fall off bikes and jump off, you could jump at least a three-story roof or two-story roof and land and just be like this a little bit, oh, and just get up and keep going with your friends. I dare you to do some of that shit now. So what, is it, what does it show you psychically? It shows you that your wisdom is associated to your growth in your body. And you know that the bones ain't like little, um, like little toys no more. You just can't slam uh, your motherfucking ass against shit, get hit by all kinds of cars and get up and keep going. You heard? It's not that type of energy no more, yeah. you know? So you move accordingly once you become aware of that. You know what I'm saying? And, and um, again, it's always, you always have to reiterate this to all people. Everyone, it's never too late to be great. For, for nobody is exempt from that rule. You can improve the circumstances surrounding your existence immediately. You know? Promise you. Did you always feel great or did you find greatness? I was told I was great as a child. But with a child like mine, those are just words. You don't catch up to the sentimentality of it until you get context of what's not great. So I wasn't around a lot of shit that wasn't great until I started being um, a street person and going to jail and being around shit that's not fucking great. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I had to reobtain what greatness is with a, with a, um, with a fortitude and a courage that goes beyond the common man who seeks to be accepted by his peers who oftentimes are derelicts. You're, and you don't even be knowing it because you're so entrenched as a young person. You want to be down. It's a part of your neurological makeup that to be the person that you are, you always got to be down with others. And then I had to realize that you will fuck around and be dying for the homies. You'll be dying for some shit that would never die for you. You know? Yeah. I swear to God, I remember vividly as a child remembering saying that my aspiration was to be so admired by my friends that when I do die of an untimely death, they will remember me and put a mural up around my way and say word to Ahmed about things that they want to tell the truth. They were, but they were proclaiming on my death. You heard? That, that was that your... the thing was true. Yes, bro. For a desire to be down. And that was the only context in that environment. You be outside. I never forget one of my childhood friends. We were super young. He had, he was 14 years old. 14, we 14, 15 years old. Super young. He had grown men trying to kill him, son. This dude, this dude, he was so exceptionally advanced that one time, God bless him, he got locked up in New Jersey and refused to be in the juvenile shit. He lied and told him that he was an adult. 
so he could be with the adults and was in there rocking and rolling. You heard? So I'm like this. That's one of the first funerals I ever went to as a young person, right? And I remember the turbulence of that time period where nobody can explain why they was dying. Grown ass men killed my man, you heard? They killed him, grown ass niggas, man, not his peers, you heard? So this one, I was like, you know what? I kind of dislike humans and I like, I dislike this world and I dislike this shit, but I was too young and then I have enough fucking resources to be able to walk away from it. So I got immersed in it and I was trying to find myself within that depravity, you know, trying to find myself in that depravity. God bless my mother for giving me context for what greatness should be. And I see my mother lose her, what people would call sanity, not from getting high. She didn't get high. Not from drinking, you heard? Because she didn't drink. From just dealing with humans who ain't shit. They just ain't shit because they don't remember. You heard? So I have a way, I have a, I have a thing now with dealing with humans that for me to be all good, but be good and okay, I got to be good to them. But one little thing, one little small thing of uncertainty, and I begin to have enmity and hatred for them. And I'll be like, I hope you die for violating the um the, the, the clause between two things in the universe. What, what can occupy two separate things? There's a thing in between us that we are occupying a space, but there's a space in between us. And if we don't use that space in between us effectively, you know, then we have not grasped the mystery that we all are one. So it don't matter what I do, you do, somebody... If somebody do something that we know in another part of, of the world, it has a, an effect on us, even if it's so minute that it can't be registered with instrumentation, it's still imprinted in the universal mind and it remembers association. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. You ever hear that? Guilty by association? Yeah. Right? So. You are the five people you spend the most time with. That's right. If you're hanging around with. Correct. And I've had people have to tell me I'm hanging around with the wrong people. Yo, bro, my astrologer told me the other day, it's in my chart. My big homie, Raku, just told me this. I'm challenged by this because of a Neptune placement in Saturn. I have secret enemies. I have people who are always trying to compete with me who are less than me. This is a reoccurring theme since I was a child. You heard? This has, this has occurred on many occasions that I am surrounded by people who think that they are my peers and they're actually not, you heard? And I have to shake that shit off, you heard? And get the fuck away from them, you know what I mean? Because I'm so blessed. I got another part in my chart, but, you know, for the audience and people know, you know, they... You know, you probably have an audience that's like they just want to hear about the raps and all. No, no, no. I want. But they want to hear about astrology. They want to hear I mean? about this shit too. Yeah, bro. I got Jupiter and Pisces, so I'm always gonna be blessed. I used to have. I had money and resources when I was in prison. You heard? I never been fucked up. Promise you. 
you're, I'm never, even when it might, if I might think I ain't got shit, I'm surrounded by thousands and thousands of dollars of worth of shit, you heard? For retail all the time. In fact, I make a mockery of money. I get some money and I go invest it into something that will exponentially keep going. I never bought a book. I, there are books that decrease in their value from their retail value. I don't buy books that decrease in value once they walk out the store. Every book you see in here is connected to a significant conversation that exponentially grows and becomes livelihood, significance. Every image in here, you heard? Everything is significant. This right here is one of the most uh, exponentially each day this grows in value. We can start with this at 2,700 and go to 5,000. And my daughter's 13. By the time my daughter is 20, 23, it will exponentially grow more. I got this from my dad. So he had a few of them. This is the actual poster flyer for this exhibit where they didn't even sell no art. They, they sold not one piece that day. You heard? The critics was um, um, judging Warhol for saying that he was trying to reinvigorate himself through a younger artist. You heard? But not knowing that it was Warhol who actually opened the door and the way for Basquiat because he wasn't afraid to approach Andy Warhol and say, yo, look, I'm an artist. Look at what I do. Andy Warhol bought some of his pieces right there. You heard? That's he what the, the competing, the people wanting to come. The second you compete with, like, want to compete with and someone, you're time, out of the race. Like, right. you're not in it. Like, right. As soon as you compare yourself to someone or right. your success to someone, you're not even in the race. That person's above right. you. Like, right. That's why. Right. You're talking about this. Like, it's not like he goes up to him trying to be like, nah, he like, was the peers. like he's not trying to be like, you're right. talking about people wanting to be your peers. And Basquiat's contemporary. He has someone with him at the time. They used to write the same name. Yeah, he had somebody with them. He was like, yo, Andy Warhol's in there. I want to give him some art. He was like, nah, come on, dude. Don't do that. What if he would have listened to that voice? Yeah. We wouldn't know him in the same way that we know him now. You know? So my thing I is think that. about that a lot. Yeah. People tell, if I never, shit, like, I, if I never followed Khan outside in 2017, yeah. none of this shit would have ever happened. And no one. Right follows him outside after a meet and greet to go smoke with them. But I had a voice tell me, go do that. Right. And that changed everything to like. Right. That's our brother. That's right. He's a legend. You, I met you. At the Buffalo Kids. At the Buffalo Kids, uh, West Side Gun Day. Yeah. At the the opening of the Buffalo Kids store. So it was the opening. It was the opening of the Buffalo Kids store. Yeah. Okay, bet. You want to know what? This is a crate. You came up to me because I had a a Yagi piece and you wanted a picture of the snakeskin on the sleeve. And I go, are you kidding? I want a picture with you. I was a big fan of your work. And that was when we met. No question. No question. That's a blessing. For real. For real. Crazy. And now we're double here. We in California. Hell, we yeah, everyone in Cali up. does that <laughs> shit. And now we're here. No question. What did you mean? I mean, I get it, but it took me longer than any of your other um, 
The first will be uh, the last will be the first. And the first shall be the last. Yeah. That's a um that's a that's an old adage that you can find in Gnostic scriptures as well as the traditions of the mystics, like Sufis. You can find even they say Jesus said that. And I remember when I was a young person and I was about to do that bid, that 10 years, and I had I had a girlfriend who I was chasing away, kind of being an impulsive, overbearing Scorpio, you know, like being all extra and jealous and like, where the fuck you at? And I'm like, I'm in jail, dude. I'm about to do a decade and I'm trying to control another human being. You heard? And this elder told me, Ronnie Mack told me, he said, he said, yo, you start how you finish, right? And I thought about it. And then when I woke up to that, and I'm still trying to, dis, you know, I'm still discerning the meaning of great shit that I've heard and I've said and I've received over this course of years. And I was like, yo, when I first got with the female, I never told her that I loved her. I never used to say that. Maybe I used to show it, but I never told her that because in my um, being educated falsely, like I'm like, you know, you go to buy a lot of, a lot of people won't tell you this. In the inner city, you get a lot of bad advice. You go to barbershops, that is the best place to get the worst advice that'll save your life. You get some bad advice, it's possible, you heard? But it's a temporary save, you heard? If you wake up, then you'll be like, now your, your life is actually saved, you heard? Because now you realize that you have some bad fucking advice, right? And we they weren't talking about the people that raised me and I was in the street raised me in a, in a, in a uh, barbershop. They weren't talking about love. They weren't talking about finding no woman to love and be affectionate with. They was like, man, you soon as you start getting soft, they going to get on. You heard? And get the fuck on. Don't give a fuck about you, neither. You heard? So I'm like this. I waited all the way till I got to jail and needed the girl the most to start love bombing her. Love bombs all day like this. I love you waking up on the phone. First, I'm the first motherfucker on the phone in the morning. I'm the last motherfucker on the phone at night. Just love bombing, bomb on the phone. Hey, baby, baby, I'm, you gonna come see me this week? I'll see you this weekend, all that stupid shit. That shit got tired. So I inopportunely was starting to say I loved her after I already got Jan, why ain't do it from the beginning? You dig? So how you start is how you fucking finish. Feel me? I started without love and finished without love. You feel me? Yeah. Shit. That is, 
I'm just letting that process because that's real. I'm still like, processing that. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> and shit, when yeah, you said yeah. that shit, I honestly yeah. have never thought about it like that. Like when I think about relationships, yeah, I'll be good until I need that shit. And then you just you're like you push that throttle to 10 because you need something that you should have been working on from the beginning. From the door. How you start is how you finish. That's some real shit. And that's that goes back to, you know what, like in the beginning of the conversation, I was a little bit lost in what you were saying with the uh, the like I was trying to process what you were saying with the losing knowledge and everything. But I feel that because when I that's what I was trying to get at is like. When you run like when I started this, I was like when I started my journey, you go, you know what, I don't care what the path is. I'm going to take it how it goes and be my best self. But then when you start to get shit, you want to like more of it. So you start to like push it yeah. instead of being like, no, I should have trust the process that I had this whole time. The knowledge well, you have context I- for process. A lot of people don't have it. And I, as a young person, you're doing excellent, Sam, because you're very consistent. You're the same person every time I see you and we speak. And you got access to a lot of great people who are doing great stuff and you have not let it go to your head. You know, it doesn't appear that way, you know? Yeah. And um, there's a great deal of success in that, you know? And it appears that you're having fun while you're working. And if you got to work and it's no longer fun, then it's either you got to find something else to do. You heard? And so far... A lot of people, this is beautiful that as a commentator on uh, in the realm of hip hop and and entertainment and other people, the great comedians and stuff that you have interviewed, that you are not adding to or contributing to separating the people or dividing them. You 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 ain't finna ask nobody no stupid question that I've never heard or seen that would make somebody have to negatively speak about somebody. You know? Because, you know, hip-hop can be very volatile. And uh, as my brother Planet Asia said, it's one of the most condescending art forms. So much condescension. And you could be talking about somebody in their face. You heard? But because it's art, you heard? You can't respond. I think... because. Stand up is very I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, but it's it's because people think that there's one spot, whether it's with rap or comedy. It's like they think it's that the one person on stage. So then they because like to me, rappers are way nicer to me than comedians are because like they think we're going for the same thing, even though we're not. Yeah. You know, but it could like rap. It's fun. You know, like they think they're going for the same thing. But right. Who gives? There's not one single spot that everyone's vying for. Right, right, right. So I say, just to broaden the, the discussion and to add more to it, um, is there? What well, are we looking for solutions? Are we looking for problems? Because I'm not looking for problems if I don't have no solutions to solve it. And that's what I be thinking the rap be. It be a constantly finding problems, but not having the wisdom 
enough to put at the last bar, you heard, the last, the last stanza, the last aspect to solve the problem of the quandary that the artist has said there was in the beginning, you heard? So if you look at the things that the rappers say they against and that they don't fuck with, you heard? The very things that they say that they against and that they don't fuck with, if they really, if they was really taking into consideration what the social pressure of what created the environment for them to even be rapping like that about volatility is, the very things that you don't like emanate and are born from the hopelessness created by the culture. So one of the examples that I say is this, what type of child do you think will grow up in an environment where they selling, and I see this, they selling crack and doing, um, uh, selling crack, the crackheads is fucking on the roof. You come outside your building and it's they pumping crack in your hallway and your grandmama got to go to the store. So crackheads is coming to the building and sometimes they don't have money and they be done robs your grandmother, but you got to be a real nigga, you heard? And walk past the depravity each day and then become a part of it to not change it, but just to have a say in the continuous depravity that creates the hopelessness in the very things that you don't like. So all crimes that humans commit are crimes of poverty. Every single one. Every single crime that you can imagine from the most absurd to the most insidious, you heard, all have a connection to poverty. Somebody feeling as though that they don't, you heard? So what interesting thing about um, music is that it's always been here and it's always been used as an instrument a cultural instrument with tinges of sorcery to, I use sorcery in a very uh, holistic way, dealing with ritual. It's the human's ritualistic desire to join or connect itself to the universal narrative, the universal sound of, of, of growth and development, love, appreciation, you heard? Honor, remembrance. The greatest musicians, that's why we know the nicest rappers is the ones that go in the booth and he ain't writing shit down. He's putting that shit together mentally, you heard? Big do it. Conway do it. A lot of people do it. I want to say I seen Rome do it, you heard? I know Aaron can do it, you heard? They start formulating hove. You know what I'm saying? You go into the flow state. Yeah, bro. That's if that's not the most genius tool of human experiences and the ability to recall words that have emotional sentimentality, un un um girded by no barrier, no fear. You know how much fear it requires. That's when people, you know, um fear of performance and all that stuff they be like this you fuck around and be 
thinking about something that don't have nothing to do with the performance and fuck your whole shit off. So you know how ill these dudes' minds are quantumly, that they can control the outcome of the the next unfolding minute narratively through the listener. So when you leave these dudes' concerts, I'll be like, shit, that was a fucking, that was a fucking spiritual experience. You dig what I'm saying? I told that to Rome when I saw him. I went to his show, a tripping balls, and I said it was a spiritual in New York. It was what that would that before I went to that one tripping when we were together, the flea lord, and then the one in Boston. But I said it was both of them, flea lord and Rome. It was a spiritual experience. Yes, sir. But you okay. You say things and the way you speak and the way that knowledge flows from you, you go into those flow states. And you even said before that you try to decipher knowledge that you say. Yeah, after the fact. Um, Where do you think those ideas come from then, that flow state? Because you do, I don't want to speak for you, but don't you think you have a, a tap in to a knowledge that many don't? I do. I think it comes from comes from my parents. Uh, my mother uh, nurtured an environment around me that put more emphasis on my intellect than I found this to be a, um, when I was growing up in the street trying to find myself early on in the street, I found it to be a barrier in a world that needs proof physically. You heard? As opposed to mental because you could get hated for being too intelligent. So I had to get, I had to learn a fortitude where I was not afraid to be intelligent. It was a time where I was trying to turn intelligence off to be down with stupid niggas, bro. And then I, I guess my Scorpio shit is so petty that I can't do it. You heard? I'm so petty that I actually can't act as if. You heard? I can't. I get, after a while, it, 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 it'll make me, um, I start fucking hating myself, bro, for acting stupid around some stupid shit. You heard? And I can't have no niggas thinking around about acting around me like they smarter than me. And you really not. You heard? That shit is the worst shit to me. I swear to God, I start bugging. I'll be like, whoa. So then you mean that you is tough. So you think being tough is intelligent. Well, let me tell you something. Tough guys ain't make no gun. An engineer made a gun, you heard? Who was calculated, you heard? Who knew how to put a fucking uh, carbines and shit like this. Who the fuck made up the, um, the millimeters and all that? This is this millimeter, that millimeter. A tough guy? No, a fucking scientist who had the intent of using engineering to create pro- shit that could propel out of a fucking object that you could fit in your hand that could pierce through the flesh and go through. They got guns that could go through schools. You heard? Feel yeah. me? Yeah. So I'm like this. What did that? Emotional irrationality? You heard? Who created that shit? Huh? A fucking genius. You heard? So maybe they scared the wrong person. You feel me? Yeah. So I'm like this. I don't like to be afraid because it's not good for other people. You you dig what I'm saying? Yeah. If you scare me, I'm fucking brilliant. 
You heard? I'm going to figure some shit out. You heard? <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> Yo, I'm stupid. <laughs> Promise you. Don't scare me. You heard? Yeah. Don't tell me you no gangster. You heard? Because now I'm afraid. You feel me? And then... When shit's real, you don't need to say it. Man, right. Right. Who does that? You know what I mean? Who does that? Turn in the... And I know this isn't the same thing you were saying before, but it clicks when you're talking turning a tree into a house. Huh. Like, turn it like... Do you know how beautiful that experience is? You know, it's nothing short of spirit when man created and took the time to forge metal to be able to cut trees, it saved his life. You heard? Before he can have shelter, he had to be able to forge a metal in such a way that it was now an instrument that coupled itself with Physics, force, gravity, because, you know, hammers work best for gravity. You heard? I don't know if they should. I don't know if hammers work good in space. You heard? I don't know. But on I this never planet, thought about that shit. Yeah, yeah. But on this planet, you heard? Yeah. I think you're going to need some gravity. And gravity is our friend. You heard? Gravity is our friend. And it's going to be our last invitation to the realest truth ever called the grave. Yeah, your grave is going to be your final statement, you know, and then the thing with music is interesting. This is why I'm like, you can't just do music by yourself. Anybody that don't do graffiti. uh, And and you don't tag, you don't do art. I think all artists need to write books because it's going to be a time when they played your last song and there's not a human to play. Yeah. Where's this been played? And it would never be played again. This is why hip hop is beautiful. This is what um, James Brown would tell you that saved his life. He said it. I I know an artist, God bless him, named Edwin Birdsong that came to my lectures at the Karash Unity Center here in Los Angeles years ago. And at the end, this is an elder. The man was in his 80s. You heard? He came there with his young wife and he said, man, she told me to come here because you is uh, you, you, you on one, you a teacher like this boy. And he was like, yeah, whatever. Let me see what this young man is talking about. And I impressed him so much that he bought all my material and then told me, he said, call me tomorrow. I'm going to give you my number. I'm going to take you to meet Stevie Wonder. You heard <laughs> So I said, I done heard all type of shit. People be telling me all type of shit. And I'll be like, whatever. I'm like, good. Thank you for buying all this shit, though. You heard? Yeah. Thank you for that. But he said, I'm going to take you to see Stevie Wonder tomorrow. I promise you, King. The man took me to go meet Stevie Wonder at the Wonderland Studios. The man is the one. De La Soul has sampled him. Kanye West has sampled him. Daft Punk has sampled him. Black Eyed Peas have sampled him. Will I Am have sampled this man. You heard? <laughs> Promise you, he's a legend. You heard? So I'm like, you never know how far your message will get. 
Yeah. You just got to stay down and stay true to your message. And that, for real. And that's the uh, the trust in time. So we're talking about cutting down the tree, having to create the metal to do that. You have to have a trust in time that it's going to work out because shelter is in a, an immediate thing. But to create a house, you don't you can't have immediacy. You can't do it immediately. You need to have a trust that it will come in time. Mm. That's how it is with a, mes- a message. Sam, I'm trying to learn that. And the best way to do that is have a solid team. I'm going to need my... I'm going to need my folks around me to be solid as a rock. Got to be more solid than me. I might have the plan, but I just need more solid people around me. What do they say? A band's only as good as its worst player. Ah, that's crazy. That's what my dad used to tell me. Wow. Or a team is only as good as its worst player. That's right. That's right. And I want to be the worst player on my team so that I have something to look up to because... That's a very interesting perspective. Because I know that I'm not going to be. Hopefully, but I hopefully it's a winning team. It you is. Because that's what, like, when you I was growing up, up, when I was growing up, I swear to God, my friends, who was really my friends, they picked me for the basketball, to play basketball. And these motherfuckers was nice, Sam, with the crossovers, with the, <laughs> like, I'm talking about super nice. But they knew me to know what I could do. And they said, I'm good at the baseline right there. Off the backboard, poof, like this. They not even paying attention to me. You heard? Ah, I got it. I can do that, bro. But don't let me start competing with my teammates. My homie got a 15 footer. He can go all the way to the key, take you all the way to the key kill you with the crossover boop, 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 and then go <sighs> and the shit go <clears throat> no backboard nothing none of that shit this motherfucker nice <sighs> then my other man ooh, he could penetrate and go all of this stupid shit ah, like this boom <laughs> when I try to do that shit we like get that stupid shit yeah. out of here yeah yeah you have That's to it. find who you, you are gotta not find who you who want the fuck to be you is and not who you want to be correct yeah promise you <laughs> promise you that everybody yeah that shit's because re- like that shit's real you yeah. gotta find who you are and yeah. people do spend their whole life pushing away who they actually are yeah yeah which is sometimes good when you ain't shit so you need to push the part of you of you that ain't shit out of you all right, but you need to get the fuck on with that bullshit because it's not serving you. But that's you were saying yesterday or the day before that we try to find God in everything we do. Yeah. Like with every object we partake in or yeah. substance we use. And I've and that is based off of us pushing away things in our childhood. Ah. And so I think that is because you there's a good version of yourself and there's a bad version of yourself. And right. the bad version of yourself is letting you feel the shit you went through. <sighs> and the good version of yourself is using the shit you went through. 
man. The beauty of life is is yet to be found by the living. You know, it's an act of discovery. So the greatest tool for mental health or for people who, if you ever felt depressed or down bad or not appreciated, you have to learn how to make your own mirror. Oftentimes we try to look in mirrors not made of our own creation and we don't like what we see. You heard? I, I fuck around, make my own mirror. And this is undeniable. The world shows you this too. You will be treated how you feel about yourself. You heard? And you will be treated inappropriately by people who are not actually your friend if you keep acting like friendship is a real thing without the glad tidings of the work required to advance what friendship entails. It's stuff that you got to do to reinforce friendship. Do you want to be, you want to be in the house, if you want to live in a house by yourself, the roof has to be a friend to you. You have to do work on it, though. If you don't work on your friends, which is the roof, it's going to leak when it rains, bro. You feel me? Yeah. So culturally, I'll be like, yo, I don't like the culture connected to and associated to my people that teaches the young people that they're going to get and do some shit by themselves because it's impossible. You feel me? It's impossible. That's why the greatest rap groups in the world, we not, we, you know what lives longer? And everybody starts from a group. You heard? Ask all of the dudes that think that they lit by themselves. We don't give a fuck about you by yourself. Do you know as the fan, fan means, to, shout out to my brother Chase Infinite. He said, once you learn the meaning of fan, You'll learn how to make some money with music because you will address fanaticism. And humans are fanatical about family, bro. People love certain type of musical shit because they see a family structure, bro. Why do you think the Wu-Tang is the most iconic and significant import to hip-hop ever in history, bro? It's so ubiquitous in everything. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. You're all over the world. Because of why? Because people see familial unity. And then when you get the narrative, you be like, hold up. Homie and them was trying to kill each other. Had one of y'all slipped around and fucked around and hurt each other back in the day, we would not have that classic tape. And that goes back to what we we're talking about with the yeah. love, love, love. That's right. Love is something to worry. It can't be there when you want it. It has to be there the whole time. 24. <laughs> My man. Yeah. That's a, I'm still in that. I'm snatching you, your chain. Completely. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm snatching your chain, Jack. Sam. It's true, though. 
That's a good one. Pass me my phone, Jay. <laughs> I finna steal this nigga. Shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> got to write this shit down. But that's how I feel when I hear your shit. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> you my brother for that. It's true, but I, I got to hit the pin now with it. <laughs> And on some real shit, that knowledge would never have come out without the conversation, though. We need I needed to hear what knowledge you have to say. And yeah. it goes into the flow state. I'll be the first one to admit, man, I hate when people watch the first 15 minutes of a podcast. It's like watching the first 15 minutes of someone work it like running. It's like they're not of a it's like nah you got to get into the flow state first like the yeah, knowledge yeah. needs to come out the first 15 minutes you know, is settling in off, straight knowledge from the very beginning that cut it off it's an exceptional type of person i mean i'll break the the fourth wall on this shit is like Shit, that's why I like smoking on this. That's why I like being silly. That's why I'm a yeah, comedian. Right. That's because it's like you can just see it as face value or you can see what I'm actually trying to do. Yeah. I, uh, this is so, I, um, it's funny. I, I did want to talk to you about this yeah. in person because it's really people not understanding. Look, I got to send a picture of, of me and this to my daughter. So she know I'm doing a podcast right now. <laughs> she texting me right now. Congrats on a recital. Yeah, no question. We going over there. She's a um, she's a great visual artist and a wonderful bass guitarist. You know, she has a good uh base of knowledge to draw from. Hell yeah, me and her mama small. Her mama's brilliant. Her mama could look at a compound. And chemically tell you what the shit is with beakers and all this shit. She's in the bio biological it's crazy shit. Uh, I'm like, what? God <laughs> How you know that? Like this, you know what I mean? So she got, you know, it's all praise due to the creator. But finish what you were saying, King. I was not. I was saying that people. When I first heard the you got the black Hitler she's a, thing, right? she's a goddamn goddamn comedian. <laughs> I sent her a picture. She said I thought she was doing karaoke or something. <laughs> Yo, she is funny, bro. <laughs> Yo. I feel like that's because I look like a karaoke host. Yo, <laughs> man. Yo. <laughs> I give off karaoke host energy. Yo. <laughs> No, I would say you got the, the Black Hitler thing there. And the yeah. Black Hitler intro is one of my favorite things to listen to. Oh, let me tell you something about the Black Hitler intro. And people send me that shit because we did the podcast together, not even understanding what that shit really is, what no, that shit what really that, meant. No, let me tell you what that is. The Black Hitler intro, right, is... First of all, let me tell you how I found out about it. I woke up one day and I looked at my phone and I had a lot of messages, right? With pictures of Black Hitler in it, right? <laughs> so I was like, I was like, yo. Like I was, I was low-key like bugging, like, yo, what's going on? Right. <laughs> then I hit one of the messages. And it was my voice, right? And it was my voice saying some crazy shit that impulsively I had felt 
at the in real time where I was at. You heard? And it was all because of this. Los Angeles, right? And I had on, shout out to that uh, company, Dope. Dope? Mm-hmm. So Dope, do they do flips. They had did a dope sport, like a polo sport jacket. I still have it. And it was the American flag. So this is post 12 years of slave when I had it on, right? And I promise you, the computer did that stupid shit against you, right? So then I go like this. I'm wearing a jacket and I'm downtown LA and a lot of people think that just because a motherfucker in a tent don't mean they homeless. You heard? The motherfuckers is crazy, right? <laughs> so I hear this shit. I'm passing it, motherfucker, and I see them standing there and I'm listening. I'm like this, yo. He said, I swear to God, the shit made me laugh, bro. He said, he said to the other people, they must have been lit or something. He said, he come 12 months a slave. Look at this shit, right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, I looked at the jacket. I said, oh, he getting at me because I got the jacket, right? I promise you. And my folks I was with, when I walked up to the car, she said, why are you laughing like that? And I said, yo, I swear to God, the nigga just called me 12 months a slave. You heard? So the, I had did a live because I was lit one, <laughs> right? I wasn't offended, but I was offended. Like, but I wasn't finna say shit to nobody in no tent. You heard? Yeah. That was that funny anyway. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to be that funny in a tent. <laughs> you never know out here. Motherfuck somebody big homie. You heard? That's stupid shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> So I'm like this, whatever, right? So I'm laughing. I'm like, yo, <laughs> not like that, right? And then I had did the live, and then my one, um, uh, my contemporaries, my youth that I mentor, I guess you call them students, whatever. You heard the young people I look up to who who consider my contributions important have recorded it. You heard the live and put it to a beat. And that person happened to be Saru Go. So playing the stuff, he sent it to Gun. And Gun said, Give me that. I need that. You heard? So when I listened to it, though, and I listened to it intently, I appreciate Gun for putting that out and making, you know, I'm lit off of that, right? Yeah. But one of my friends, had a white girlfriend and I never around them gave the indication that I had racial undertones to my, to, to how I express myself. And quite naturally as a woman, she was sensitive to the, the, um, the, the, the 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 tone you heard, of how I was saying what I said. I'm not gonna repeat what I said, you heard? And asked my homie and was like, yo, is he really like that? You heard? Like this. And that happened two occasions. You heard? So I said, mm, the music and art is very interesting. You can be sometime um 
misquoted or taken out of context. But I already accepted the fact that I have done so much teaching about Black history and about how Black people are not represented in history and have done so in front of crowds of Black people that we speak a certain kind of way to speak up, not to speak down. We're speaking up, you heard? Not speaking down. And what they heard was me in a space of not volatility, but an emotional attachment to not know, to somebody reminding me of why I actually used to wear as a child, Ralph Lauren. We used to wear Ralph Lauren as a representation that we were not afraid to steal what we considered was the highest end thing. Now, nowadays, they got grown-ass men standing online waiting to buy some shit that we used to take when we was babies. You heard? Steam team. You heard? So I'm like this. Not running out the store with pocketbooks and shit. You heard? Because I wear athletic shit all day. You heard? I don't wear um, athletic attire. You heard? Shit, like I wear utility shit. You heard? Yeah. I might got maybe two pairs of sweatpants in my crib. You heard? <laughs> like, so the new youth, they all look like they play football, basketball, or some shit, or soccer. Like they always go into practice. I don't practice. You heard? We go to do what we do, not to digress, but that's really the meaning of that. So yeah. when people admire that, that uh, what I said on that, I'm very grateful. First of all, for being a part of anything in the music realm that's acknowledged by people who are artists. I find that all the people who pay attention to what's going on in Buffalo, Griselda, Gun, Way, Benny, all that, uh, Camino, Esco, everybody, Yagi, everybody, everybody, Plum. Everybody, you're I'm so grateful to know them. Love the genius. All of them. I love them, bro. King Trav, you're May and Hazel Street. You're I love them. I'm so honored and I feel so good to know that I, through the course of my experience, I was able to find people that admire something that I think is good about me. You're and then fuck the bad part about me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, to people who may have been offended by what I say, I'm going to be on your podcast and I'm going to say, I apologize to them for feeling offended if they was offended by what they sound here as volatility. Yeah. But it's very much a part of the artistic strain of what we're doing. You've got to show people the pulse of people's humanity. Why you know? is talking taken at such a different level, though? Because well, if you said that, I know there's a beat over it, but if you wrapped similar sentiments, it would be taken differently. Like stand-up, if you say something, it's taken at a different value than if you... It might have something to do with the uh, human biology and how you process words. 
if you say something, this is how Western man was able to take over the world through satire. You heard? So you find in certain religions, Islamic religions in particular, they don't, there's not a surah in the Quran that venerates dogs nor mice. You heard? Because the salivary glands of dogs carry disease, you heard? As well as mice. A mice, mouse could knock over a candle and cause a fire. You heard? So you don't hear it being venerated in cultural paradigms, you heard? But then when you go to Disney World, Mickey Mouse is huge. And I dare you to say something negative. Slap the shit out of Mickey Mouse if you want to. You heard? The feds is coming out with the Masons, the feds, the uh, the NATO, NATO, and all of them. They's coming out there to get your ass like this, boom. Take you down. Take him down. Look, he's going down like this, boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how did it become in the Western man's mind that is talking mice? It's cool. You heard? Even a talking tiger. Let's go to lions, the Lion King. You fuck around and show that movie prematurely to a child and then take the child to the zoo. The zoo, the baby going to want to get in the cage with the with the lion, thinking that the lion is going to be Mufasa in them. You heard? Like this. Oh, I'm a kind <laughs> Disney character. Ha, yeah. ha, ha. You heard? So that's the thing with the human mind. If you rhyme it, if you rhyme a thing through satire and you get a chuckle, you heard? It's not as bad as getting the shit slapped out of you with the truth. You heard? Because of what you did. So with satire, you get, you can still get the shit slapped out of you, but it's more personal. This you heard? Is, yeah. Kinda. But when you talk it, people can identify. It's probably a behavioral science that they can discuss and speak on that. When you speak a thing and not rhyme it, it registers to a certain part of the brain. You heard? Yeah. This is why parents and all of them, they teach their children and all of them, don't be charmed by serpents and snakes. You heard? This is one of the, this is the, this is the meaning of the pan, the pan piper. You heard? So you're walking around with a flute and you're making all of the kids follow you. You can make the kids follow you off of a fucking cliff because they, they don't have enough wisdom to discern for themselves that these melodies are not in my behalf. You know and, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that. And you were talking about the last, oh, sorry. No, you keep going. I don't want to interrupt you. No, go ahead. About the music, modern music, how a lot of problems, no solutions. Right. So when you speak and you don't have solutions with this, see, when I grew up, my favorite rap groups is De La Soul, Brand Nubian. Jungle Brothers, you heard? I always revisit those. Beastie Boys, you heard? I revisit that. Um, Run DMC, that type of stuff. Uh, Lord Finesse, you feel me? Like that. When I became older and I started being outside, we was listening to, you heard? 
Like even as wisdom teaches in the early locks, We Are the Streets is one of the greatest albums ever recorded. Ever. You heard? Ever. All of that Jim Jones heat making shit that um yeah. All of that, that sound come from people experiences. You know what I'm saying? Yo. I stood alone in the four room groups, and candles, listening to gangster music. Hey, you heard? So that made me, I like that shit. Cause when I was little, one of my big homies fucking with um, animal, what's that shit? Elephant tranquilizer, nigga. We was smoking elephant tranquilizer, listening to the ghetto boys. You heard? <laughs> Listening to my mind playing tricks on me when everybody, when these niggas was little niggas. I was actually outside because I had to be, not because I wanted to be. You heard? So I'm listening to gangster music. Hey, you heard? So when I heard Jim Jones and them talk about that shit, I stood alone in the four corner room staring at candles, watching how the gangster do it. Hey, I was laughing like this. That, ah, this shit is crazy. They took the iteration, made a benefit, brought it up to 140th Street, you heard, brought it to Harlem, like this boom from where the Willie D, Bushwick Bill, you heard, you know what I mean? Where, where they from? Scarface is where, where they from, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, the music is beautiful. It's like bridge to the future, the past, and everything in between. Promise you. Why do you think satire's been is taken more seriously now? I feel like the line satire is not that really taken that seriously. You know why? Because I go like this: um, only instances. There's a lot of comedy clubs popping right now. You can get money if you get a comedy club and you get some real comedians, and you can sell some good food. You sell some good fucking wings. Serve they have some alcohol. You get rich for the rest of your life. Yeah. People is afraid of things that they can't do. I know what I can and I cannot do, but I know who can do it. And I'll facilitate you if you could do it. Yeah. If I had the resources, I, I think the best shit in the world is to have a comedy club because you can get more things across. I can instruct you more through a joke in a reality or if I try to keep it you know a lot of niggas be thinking that they tough um you're not tough you think you're somebody big homie and then you're not so you think you could talk to people like this yo let me tell you something you, I mean? you ain't been through enough shut your stupid ass up my big homies is is important and funny and they'll tell you some shit about yourself in a joke That'll make you laugh and it change your life. Now, why you think I give gifts away? My big homie, when I was little, he said, yo, your hands is looking like cups and bowls, man. <laughs> what the fuck is you always yeah. asking me for some shit? Yo, he was like, yo, yeah. your hands is looking like cups and bowls, man. What the fuck is you always asking for some shit for? With all the shit you know, you think you know everything, huh? You know everything. Well, show me. Look, boom. So that never, I never forgot that. Your hands, his name is Bobby Brown, Sali. For real, Ramadan Mubarak to him. He's a legend. He's like this. He was like this. Yo, 
And he from um Harlem. He was like this. Your hands is looking like cups and bowls, man. You know, early on in the interview, I, I taught you another wisdom teaching he taught me. Stop showing me the white side of your hand. That's, this is, a, <laughs> this is a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this, just show me the brown side. <laughs> yeah. Give me some. Yeah. The white side you're taking. From, you heard? So I was like, this all oh, you ain't shit for that. You heard? Because he used to be like this. He was a vegetarian. So one of the staples for vegetarians in the jail is peanut butter and jelly. You heard? So if I go to the mess hall and I'm fucking the, the burgers up, I'm knocking them chickens down. You heard? Anything come over that shit that go and they killed it and they fried it up, whatever. We fucking it up. But he was like, I don't fuck with that. But if you come ask me for a peanut butter jelly sandwich and your stupid ass don't got none, your hands is looking like cups and bowls. You know, that's like asking somebody for a cigarette, bro. If you, if I, if I ask you for a cigarette, that means I'm really not a real professional cigarette smoker. I got that from him too. He said, nah, you don't smoke. Don't ask me for a motherfucker. Yeah, you're supposed to, be, you're supposed to have your own shit. You're, you don't really smoke. You're, so you just dabbling with the smoking. You don't have no motherfucking cigarettes. You don't really smoke. Yo, this is how I used to talk to niggas, yo. <laughs> That's my big homie. That's yo. true as And fun. he never said he was a gangster. He used to just put them skibbity paps on niggas. And I grew up with, if you tell me that you want to, you know how people be like this, yo, we could just scrap. We could just fight and just be all good. I don't come from that school. If you act aggressive to me, and you want to boil your fists up and put your hands on me, I think you should die. And I'm a, you're going to get lined up like that. So it's best to start with sharp instruments. You heard? Don't tell me we about to shoot five. They jump niggas around my way. You heard? I promise you. Ain't no shooting five. Ain't no fair ones. We're not going to get over it. We're not about to shoot five. And, like, we're not getting paid. You heard? You play with me. Act like you um, tough. Act like you tough. Why around lames and watch what happened. I never lost nothing in my life, bro. Swear to God. And I don't have no scars or cuts on me. You heard? And I don't proclaim myself to be tough. I'm scary as fuck, bro. Promise you. <laughs> that shit, that yeah. shit you said, yeah. the who, who, who created a yeah. gun is some real shit. Mm. Yeah. Shoot the fair one. Fuck out of here. <laughs> that's some that's some um monkey shit from out here. Cause these niggas abuse each other or wherever they at in the ghetto. You heard? you gotta be get beat into your culture. Cause your daddy ain't have enough voice to give you an initiation and your mama didn't have your daddy there to create your initiation. So you got to go outside with a bunch of derelicts and crackheads and get beat up by crack babies. You heard? Got me fucked up. And I'm like this. If you can't respect what I'm doing and don't see, a lot of people be really low-key mad because my they perceive that I'm more successful than them because of my association to that which is success, which is successful. You heard? 
Yeah. So they be mad at me because I'm so accessible to them. But I'm going to tell you something. I should have been not let you lames be around me. Yeah. Not you. You know what I mean? No, nah, that's yeah. what he isn't that what <clears throat> you tell me. That's what right. he tells me all. Nah. Yeah. On some real shit. Yeah, shout out to Jay. You shout legend. out Jay. Yeah. <laughs> he is a legend, but that's right. some real shit. People get mad at you that you are accessible, but near people who are more successful than you, and they attach that success to you. Correct. Not realizing you're on your own path anyway. Correct. Like, and also that shit, that shit fucks with me because when I was younger, I was like, damn, people are kind of like standoffish. But it's like they're aware of their time. Correct. And you can be nice and standoffish, but you have Correct. to be you have to respect your own time and others. <coughs> Nothing I hate more than someone who doesn't respect my time. Yo. I'm gonna tell you something. There's a contingent of serial killers called time killers. They too pussy and not built like that to actually harm people. <clears throat> you heard? But they go look for time to kill. You heard? And feel satisfied. They be like, oh, I just got two days out this motherfucker. Great motherfucker. <laughs> I'm about to bullshit this nigga. I'm not doing nothing of what he said tomorrow. You heard? That's how they be. Like a little soft bitch. You heard? Serial killer. You heard? Yeah. Because serial killers just want power. Because they hate themselves and they hate humans. You heard? Some of them do it in different ways. I'm telling you, y'all lucky Bukowski was a writer because he had all of the, the undertones of serial killing. He hated humans. He didn't want to brush elbows with them. He felt like he wasn't um, amazing. You heard? And he always announced, our, our, God bless this man. I forgot his name. He passed away. We used to be at the King Eddie uh, Saloon on 5th in Los Angeles and Bukowski used to be in that bar here. And it was people lived over the bar that been going to that bar. The man told me he had two jobs in the 1960s. He used to get like 300, no, excuse me. He used to say he, he used to get two jobs. I want to say the 50s, he was old as fuck, you heard? Not in a bad way, because I'm going to get old as fuck, too, because I'm not finna die early. Not before these lames. The Levi's is going <laughs> to die before me, right? Boom. I go like this, and he used to go, yo, I'm going to get funnier when I get older, too. I swear to God, and more crazier. And like my daddy. My daddy is a legend. My daddy is born in 1949. You're going to turn into Sun Ra. Promise you. You seen the Chicago uh, art um, uh, uh, ensemble album I bought yeah. up here? I got pictures of those people. That's why I bought the album. You heard? So I go like this. He used to be like this, but Kowski was horrible, bro. He, they used to be like this. Everybody that meet him in a bar, he'd be like, my name is Charles Bukowski. I'm a writer. 
So people that didn't write and didn't do that, they couldn't stand him, bro. Yeah. And then when you look at his interviews, he's like this. I hate humans. He was like, I could do the whole. He said, I'm not trying to save nobody. He said, I'm not trying to save nobody, the world, and not even myself. You heard? Something like this. That's his form of serial killing. Imagine the lames, the levas, yeah, that we all supposed to be all in together now. Write down how many people that you know. Write every list of everybody that you know, and then do a check next to the name of everybody that you know that you have gotten money with. Yeah? You don't get money with these people you call your friends. And then the ones that you can get money with, do another list and see how many of them executed the task without getting caught up feeling like a sucker. You heard? So me, I'm like, yo, I am grew up in an environment all in together now. You heard? You can't do it by yourself. Yo, that no other culture or neighborhood got this. My culture got this. I seen my big homies and them go to college with street money. I swear to God. I I, I, got I know to people. Joint, no, I, I know people joint, like that too. I didn't see none of my big homies that I grew up in the street with, like that raised me in the street, in the joint. You heard? They got busy to get busy. You heard? So when your daddy not there, when your mama stressed, you heard? Cause your daddy not there, you heard? Then you start looking like your daddy. Then the environs is crazy. Then all this shit going on. Then what kind of person are you in the culture? And then we're not here to make nobody feel bad about the experience. I'm like this. I wrote four, three, seven, eight, nine books talking about the greatness. Even if you depraved, I say, yo, I love all my people wherever I find you. Wherever I find you, if I see you under the freeway, you heard? If I see your stupid ass on the news, you heard? If I see you great, poor, this, that, I love you. I love you. I know what you had to go through. I love all human beings that have to go through something. Do you know I don't have no survivor's guilt? You heard? Some people have that. You heard? Can you imagine the feeling of people? One of my, I had to tell one of my homies the other day. And this, I do everything for a reason. I'm more candid now. You heard? Do everything for a reason. When I be saying pilgrim, one of my homies, one of his parents is white. And if he wasn't no grown-ass man, and if I didn't create the environment that he can express himself, I would have had a new enemy. He was like, yo, he didn't, because he could fight. 
he ain't confronted like it was a conflict. He was like, yo, when you be saying that, I'll be like, yo, you know what I mean? But, and then he attributed to what they do with a visual cortex. He like, yo, because, you know, he feel he light-skinned. You heard? So he feel when I say pilgrim, I'm talking to what that made. You heard? And I'm like, nah, I got that from my big homie. <clears throat> it's better than saying cracker. Why? And it's really psychology. Because <clears throat> I'm going to tell you something. I've been around blacks that are more white than anybody white that you ever met. If white is a thing that you're scared of or you consider the opposite of what you are. I say it again. I've been around blacks that are more caucasodial and Western if white means blocking black. Does it mean that? No. They might share the spectrum one into the other of extremes, but I don't want to be in an extreme difference between my homie because quote unquote in, in quotations, social paradigm has said that he's white. I'm I'm I know about the eighth to the 15th century, the Moors, you heard. And the 19th century, you heard, where uh, ask yourself that, what is this color black, you heard? And what does it mean? What is this color white? White folks need to stand up and say, yo, what does white mean? Stop calling me that. <clears throat> Call me what I am <clears throat> and treat me accordingly. I'm, I'm from Scotland. Rashid, one of my students is in Liverpool. You heard? He don't want to hear that, that he's white. He don't want to hear that. He related to one of the Beatles. He looked just like him. If they make the Beatles movie, I don't know why they, boy, they old in the motherfucker. God bless them. <laughs> they still alive. Look, listen. Not all of them. Yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> look, <laughs> yo, how the fuck the Beatles live and the, uh, the whole Temptations ain't together. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck is Teddy Pendergrass and he ain't here no more? You heard? Come on, man. But the Beatles is still and and the Roller Stones still touring. You heard? Come on. What's the secret? You feel me? It ain't colors. It's the quality of life and knowledge. You heard? Of self-love and having a community that accept you as you accept yourself within the context of you trying to become a better person. You dig what I'm saying? For real. So out of, I think that for, and I'm no, I'm not doing no podcast. Uh, I've already done that. And one of my greatest podcasts, two of them have been with you and the other ones that I've done with others, but I'm about to start painting at 47 and start creating some retail models for myself, you know what I mean? And get back into my writing because I can help the youth through writing. I don't have to be in your face, you hear? I don't have to announce that I'm doing an album. If you really know that I do music, you'll find it, you hear? I'm not promoting none of that because I don't got the resources or the wherewithal, you hear? It, I feel, I, 
like it, I, I can imagine once you get super successful that you feel crazy if you only sold a hundred albums or or 20 albums the first day. Person like me don't feel bad. Yeah. That is such a yeah. My price point, and then I know the journey and the work that I'm doing. If I could sell 20 albums for 100 hours the first day for me, that's good. That is impressive to my life and the people around me. If I could do more than that, oh, Allahu Alam, alhamdulillah, that, that's good. Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. But, but the second you get a little bit of something, you want more of it, I feel. And that's a, uh, that's a thing. Back to our first conversation. Primacy. Yeah. That's the thing you got to be careful of. That'll make you hate people, bro. That are abundant. Because this is the travesty of all people that think that, yo, this is the thing that's going to fuck with you. If you ever get mad successful, you're going to lose friends. Yeah, because people are going to want something that they did not actually participate in the task of acquiring, which is the exposition of wisdom, being able to expound wisdom and matriculate it into money. They can help you. They can put lights on. They can plug the shit in, but they didn't have the wisdom from the experiences to do that. Yeah, yeah. had the same amount of time. They they under the same sun as you, the same moon, yeah. Gravitate to the same moon, but you didn't have the same experiences. So don't get mad. Watch the A team. You feel me? <laughs> I grew up with the, it's the team. Yeah. 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 B.A. Barakis is Barack Obama. You heard? Hannibal is Hannibal of Carthage. Murdoch is Marduk, the god inside of these books. And Face Man is the con game. And they in a van. You're kidnapping derelicts. But they always got to put Mr. T, because he's the black man, 26 times on the A-team show, he had he scared to fly. You heard? So they fly in his dreams. He can't get on a plane. Murdoch. So they, he's the first one inoculated on the TV. They was Hannibal when them was hitting um, uh, Mr. T with the needle. Boop. On the way to the airport. Oh. I ain't forget nothing. Mark and Mindy. I watched the documentary about Robin Harris. I'm human than a motherfucker. I'm crying on the plane. Like this. That shit is crazy. Yeah. He's a fucking genius. Yeah. He went crazy in front of everybody for performing for everybody and not actually getting what he received or needed to receive, which was supreme understanding from everybody. Yeah. When he killed himself, as they call it, but his wife said he killed himself because of, and they describe a disease that nobody talk about neurologically. Yeah. But I'm like this. How do I know about Robin Williams? He was playing out the Dogon myth. 
Mark and Mindy, he came to the world in an egg. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Fuck popular culture. It's my culture, mythically encoded in everybody's reality, genetically in the world. Some people don't have access to their genes, so they can't see the nuanced mythology manifest in front of them to show that we've been in a time machine. We can never lose. We all one family. Yeah. It's something outside this planet seeking to divide us, but it ain't going to be me. Yeah. So I go like this, Mark and Mindy. Come on, son. And the eldest is the youth. As you go older, you become a child. You heard? In the narrative. Now watch this. The same words you say when you little is going to be the same words you say when you get old. Try yeah. to say fuck when you a baby and try to say fuck when you older. It's the same. How you start is how you end. <laughs> how, you, <laughs> yo, how you start is how you finish. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Shit be gone. Shit is missing. Yeah. yeah. And then when you five, that's why the ancients used these numbers, three and two or two and three with a ratio. You need 32 teeth. Yeah. Everybody is it's very rare for humans to have all of them. Yeah. That's theirs, original ones. Yeah. So if you had soda, all that shit when you was little, little, right? You've been lost them shits and you're little, little. Some grown ass people never got a tooth removed until they was in their 30s. Yeah. Promise you. So I'm like this. Humans is interesting. Go on the highest elevation or roof you can and drop something. It's going to, the speed is going to be in proportion to two, three, or three, two ratio. Yeah. The access of the planet. There's no such thing as global warming, son. It's called planet changes and alignment changes. It used to be cold. How the fuck did we get the Grand Canyon? Why ain't no projects in the Grand Canyon, son? And they talk about us homeless people. Come on. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said that the most important part of the earth is North America, the, the wilderness of North America, because it's the most coveted. Everything they do is hiding. You heard? Now, in El Salvador, you know what happened? Seventy-some people died over a weekend. I don't want to hear about your hoods. I don't want to hear about nobody hood. Seventy people died over a weekend in El Salvador, son. You heard? Let's go there. I don't give a fuck about how hot the planet about to get. Neither. You heard? They just had in Sacramento. Sacrament means sacrifice. Yeah, Aries, this season is Aries. I don't want to hear nothing from nobody that don't study planetary forms. Yeah, you're not a human. You don't have a soul. You don't have a culture, bro. You're not looking to the Celestine canopy. Stonehenge is an astrological shit in Europe. Yeah. 
astrological time clocks exist in every culture. Just because you ain't tapped in don't mean that we as a collective is not tapped in. We tapped in. Yeah. Promise you. Promise you. You can tell who everybody else is in a world besides yourself with a chart. You could tell why you know them with a chart. You heard? You could tell what's going to happen to them. But ignorance is bliss, and that's a real thing in everything. Bliss is a good word that they shouldn't fucking, they should not waste that word on ignorance. We need to make a, what you call it? We need to make a brand called Bliss. (laughs) Yo, Bliss. You heard? Because it's really not ignorance. Ignorance is this ignorance. Bliss is something else. Bliss is too connected to bless. Bliss is the flow so ignorance state. Is not yeah. your bl- ignorance won't be your blessing. You heard? I understand what ignorance is bliss. I understand what that means. I done said that in a rap. You heard? I'm like this. But ooh, we lit. Yeah. Share this if you're not afraid. Share this. Share this. My astrologer told me that this is the time to change my teens. I had too much dark barriers against me. And I've been going against the grain, trying to reduce myself. I've been going downstairs to find help from upstairs. And you can't. You the spiral mentality. Can't. Yeah. You can't. Promise you. A fucking legend. And many. Ooh, watch. <laughs> Watch we lit. Back on the thing. About a house. I hope people listening to this really do understand what's being said. We not. I don't even understand what's being said, and I'm saying it. I do, but I need to understand. You know how you were saying before, like you need to go through and when you're in the flow state, you don't even know what's coming out. Sometimes knowledge is lost. Knowledge can right. be lost in a conversation. Right. That's why it's beautiful. These things are recorded. Right. Right. Our next iteration is this, though. It's going to be um, we need films. We need films because this is this 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 creates the foundation for film narrative. Everything we said, we have given context to a film narrative. You understand? Yeah. We can bring this to a film and not be offensive to nobody's humanity and be very uh, instruct instructional. That's you know? what that's what that's Promise. what we're talking about with satire. Right. And it's in the ignorance. I mean, everything goes back to the if you can just see something at face value, then the ignorant don't even realize the deeper meaning behind it right they you can read just, shakespeare you, when i was younger i haven't um revisited uh, denzel washington said that he could do shakespeare for the rest of his life promise you i promise it's so significantly in tune with what's going on now. And if you listen to the dialogue, when you really fuck with Shakespeare, and this is the thing that I have to remind myself at, that it's a bunch of people that don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That when I tell you about Shakespeare, how important it is in narrative construction, the reason why we have the inciting incident 
and film within the first three to five minutes of the movie is because of Shakespeare. Because he was waiting for the nobles to come into the theater. Yeah? If you begin the film in a, in a way and the nobles have not arrived, they won't understand it and say your shit is trash and put you on the menu when they show the moral dilemma unfold. They'll think that you're talking about them. You heard? So when you say that the people don't listen to the first, fit, they only watch 15 minutes of it, you heard? I wish we had the AI to know who the first 15 minutes psychology is. And I, I bet you that psychology is rooted in the lowest strata of retail models. Mm. Those who watch the first 15 minutes of something and stop, don't spend money. They bum. Because they're not nobles. They don't have time. The nobles come in late. But they always say black people is the latest. They always come in late. Blacks. You heard? Let's call it what it is. The nobility from Morris, Spain. You heard? Anybody that came in was connected to that narrative. You heard? So why do we have to compete against that? You heard? Now, blacks have to be at a job interview an hour early just to get denied. <laughs> you heard? Don't get there too early. But then there's a spirituality of punctuality. You heard? But back to narrative construct, you want to read. So shout out to my teachers from the, my teacher from, it's a damn shame. God damn it. The fourth grade. First, first of all, I learned how to read from the first and the second grade from C.S. Lewis and my teacher, Miss Burkell. You heard? She's a legend. We were just talking about C.S. Lewis. Bro, The, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is one of the illest books, right? And then in the fourth, in the sixth grade, my teacher at the time taught us Shakespeare and actually did plays. You heard? And I still speak to students that was in my class that participated in the play, bro. You heard? Yeah. That was stars when we was kids. You heard? So I'm like this. Um, Shakespeare is very important. And that's the first song on my Dog Fool album. But I spell shake Islamically. As Sheikh, a knowledgeable man over 40. So Shakespeare is not one person. It's a collective and everybody around Francis Bacon or Ibn Arabi. See? Yeah. So this is alternative historical narrative. This is shit. I ain't even, I had cut the live off. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is shit that I make people pay for. You know? but I also write books. I just don't talk smack. And I can stop talking, period, and still get money. I can get off the internet and, and still be pursued. People will call me and say, yo, so-and-so is trying to get in contact with you. Would they want to get this, that, and the third? How did you. you find? How did you find your worth? Because I... 
I have a tough time finding my worth. Like that's a real, like, especially right now, like right at the cusp of whatever I'm at, it's hard to find my worth. Well, to be totally honest with you, your worth is not, I'm not a Capricorn, so I'm not a scale. I'm a Scorpio, and all the letters from Scorpio is in the word Capricorn. So I'm I'm opportunistic. So your value is in your sign. Whatever your celestial sign is, I welcome you to the dialogue of getting to that. See, philosophy. Western man philosophy doesn't speak about celestial canopy. Have you ever been to Grand Central Station? Yes. Have you ever seen the ceiling? Yeah. I remember when the ceiling was had soot on it and you couldn't see the, the astrology. However, if anybody actually know, it's actually reversed. It would be incorrect if he was looking at it two-dimensionally because it's a meaning behind that. It means that you are the building. You heard? That's why they have spaces there where you could be in one corner and I could be in this corner and I could whisper and the sound will go to that corner. You heard? That's why there's a time clock in the very center of Grand Central Station, yeah? and if you are uh, acutely or abundantly aware of symbolism, you know where the northeast corner is yeah? of that building because that train station is a lodge, yeah? and it teaches humans that their reality is based off of where they come from celestially. We your father when your father was irrationally poking fun at your mama, <laughs> right? You're a comedian. Yeah. You're supposed to get this. I am telling Right? That time that they was doing that joke, yeah? Yeah. Which is the most hilarious one ever, <laughs> right? Because they made your ass, right? And us, like this. If we're not the biggest joke to them, right? I don't know what is, right? So when they were doing the stuff is what you're made of. To understand what you're made of, you need a reading from somebody that knows that and not the horoscope in the newspaper. Yeah, the horoscope in the newspaper, that shit is just for um topical shit. I was in the penitentiary and the jail Motherfuckers, the day before they go to court, everybody went to the newspaper. Yo, everybody went to the newspaper for what? Not to read the, not to read the news, not to read the news, not to read who's the new this, the new that, none of that. They want to go to the horoscope, and that shit is so nebulous and retarded. It'd be like this, yo. Um, oh, what's your sign? What's your sign? So, oh, so Virgo. You're going to be paying attention to a lot of things. 
<laughs> a lot of things are going to be representing themselves and you're going to get confused. You're Scorpio. Look, don't don't be jealous. Don't be angry. Don't be this. Look, they just use the topical shit. You heard? Yeah. That's connect. What's your sign? Cancer. Yeah. Don't be over emotional and don't cry at the dinner table. You heard? You'll turn into a serial killer in Washington, D.C. You heard? Because look, look, all this type of shit. Look, cancer is where this is. And they call that cancer, but it's really a crab. What is it about the crab? You heard? And now cultural morphology, well, how are you thinking that the word crab is a negative word? It's an observational tool. You look at Jordan Peterson, he says that crustaceans have the most significantly similar neurological system sociologically to humans than other animals. So the dominance hierarchy, you heard? When you ever hear the term crabs in a barrel, you yeah. So what is it about crustaceans? Have you, I dare you to put your finger with one of them, um, them dark Jamaican lobsters that'll snap your shit like this. With like the speed that he do that, they could send a ship to space. <clears throat> the ship be like, pow! It might be a little smoke come out of it. Not my grandfather right? used to be a lobster fisherman. He was. You see this? You see what I'm saying? Uh, look, there, was, look, uh, look, there we look. go. So you see what I'm saying? So boom. Ah, that's snapping. That's from an animal whose skeleton is outside of itself. Humans operate like that. Even though we have skeletal structure inside of bone. Bone is inside of sinew and muscle and meat mass, right? We still operate like we are, we like our outside is mass sensitive. So when you want to eat a crab, it don't matter. They, they, even though their shell is outside, it don't take a lot to smash it. You heard? Go to one of them lobster houses with some hungry motherfuckers. They put them stupid ass aprons on. They put butter. I ain't never seen these motherfuckers eat corn in their whole life until they get around some fucking crabs and lobsters and shit and with aprons. They had a motherfucker. My son and them was on the train eating um um uh what's them shit lobster crab legs okay. like this fucking them shits up in a plastic bag like this. I'm allergic to all that shit though. You heard? but I don't mean that I can't perceive it. So I see what it is. My point being, what are you protecting inside that you need your skeleton outside? So why do you act like that? Knowing that you are this. So the star system associated to cancer is Spica, and Spica is associated to the inauguration of this planet. Not this planet, it's on what? Uh, it's public record now, then I'm wet too, whatever. <laughs> so it's Washington, D.C. is configured to that. You're, so they should read a book. Uh, the Secret architecture of our nation's capital. You heard? Google that and read the foreword. 
and read the entire book as it speaks about the star systems above us create our circumstance in the real world. So I spoke to my big homie. Astrology is so deep. I spoke to my big homie the other day. It's mad people scamming using my big homie astrology thing. Because they know that people of color or people that's trying to be associated to whatever this magical shit is connected to what we do, right? It's like this, yo, you the one, you the one. And then there's people that use that and create fake accounts and shit like this. And they acting like my big homie. You heard? Yeah. Because astrology is deep. You heard? So if if you a man and you got a woman and you live with your woman, you participating in astrology, son. Because show enough, show enough, without, without provocation, you heard? Seven days to five to four, you heard? Seven to three to five, three to five to seven days every month. In a in a 30, 29 to 30, you're gonna see humans operate timely and it goes backwards. Yeah. So this is the lesson of Ramadan, too. You can have Ramadan in the summer and Ramadan in the winter. Yeah. So Ramadan, low key, is one of the methods that man has the only ability to attune himself to the cycle of the motherly cycle, which is the moon. And Ramadan means the burning, the burning. So it means it gives men, it checks men to be like, yo, chill, pull back of the physical world. Because it will consume the primitive. You. Yeah, it's your one year in the one month in a year that you can participate actively in even trying to understand what a cycle is. You heard? So this Ramadan, I choose not to fuck with no fuck niggas and no punks, suckers. You heard? Punks jump up to get beat down. You heard? <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> Look, everybody that's around me is my friend. You heard? Yeah. I can't even help it. Promise you. Attention is the universal currency. You want me to drop the mic? I, I can't afford it. Yo, I can't afford the mic. <laughs> you can drop, drop it on the bag. Drop it on the bag. Yeah, drop it on the bag. That's my bad. But it's yeah. true. Yeah. And the more I try to cut out any attention to things I don't give a fuck about, the more the universe brings my attention to the things that grow me as a person. <laughs> You're a legend. <laughs> That's right. I wonder how long we've been going, man. This has been dope as fuck. Yeah. This is what I do. Jay, right? 
This oh. is what you do. But I'm yeah. I'm honored that you would sit down with me for a second time and drop so much knowledge. Around the same time yeah. that we did the last joint when we was parts away. In your podcast, the first time you came on, that changed my life. That changed my podcast. That was the that was a push past anything that I'd ever had on the podcast before. Wow. And in this year, a lot has happened. And uh, I attest a lot of that to you. And I, I appreciate you always giving your time. Like, thank you, Lord. Of course. You're a legend. You're a legend, For man. Real. I, uh, man, we didn't even, I wanted to learn about, I wanted you to tell the story about the first legal heroin. <laughs> that oh, shit was. Let's go. All right, we'll so, do that and then we'll finish up because that you were telling us that yesterday about doing so, the So back in the day, the reason why I did. Oh, wait, let me cover. get this before you start. There we go. The cover for the uh, reasonable drought. So shout out to my homie, Corey Purvis. And, oh, shout out, Corey. Shout, yeah. yeah, shout out to Corey. And also shout out to Squat Face. Yeah. So Squat Face took the cover that I first idealized with with Aaron for this project and he made this piece that you see there but the piece is general I created it because on 2nd Street in Lower East Side 2nd Ave, 2nd Street yeah, whatever, yeah. right uh, one of my homies went to the um, a, a school over there for basketball a very small school collegiate school uh, uh, for, for high school that if you go there, you're super nice in basketball. You heard? Yeah. So LaSalle Academy. Okay. You yeah. Mm -hmm. It's right over there. So shout out to my homie, um, Ivory. You heard? Boom. So I know when I take my daughter over there, we go to Toy Tokyo, there is a drugstore called the Block Drugstore that used to sell in the this is ill. In the late 1800s, they were selling, late 1800s, going into the 1900s, they were selling heroin for bare aspirin. You heard? And that's one of the oldest drugstores, maybe in the country, you heard? In New yeah. York. Has to be one of the oldest in New York, right? And they used to be like this, selling that dope. That was the trap house, right? Yeah. So I'm like this. How did the world become backwards and convoluted that trap houses became some shit that happened in ghettos where there was no need to make a ghetto? So I done seen trap houses and cribs that they now have sold. It's, it's people living in the buildings that they used to sell crack, right? And they paying twenty seven to thirty two hundred dollars a month to live in a crack building, yeah. Yeah. So what? They did the floors over. So what? They fixed the building. You living in depravity. But now, back in the day, they used to sell heroin, and they still is still find people on Second Avenue and Low East Side like this and not. Nah, they got a place called the Land of Nod in the motherfucking Bible, you heard? Yeah. <laughs> For a reason. Like this. Because you'll be sleeping like this. 
So everybody talking crack rap. Wait, that's in the Bible, the land of Nod. Nod. Google it. Nod. Nodding. <laughs> Your ass is sleepy. I never knew that. Ah, well, you only 20 something. Yeah. So you're not supposed to know everything. <laughs> this is the journey. Yeah, I understand, but yeah, that's yeah. really not. It makes Promise sense, you. though. But even if I said this to people that do know it, they would still refute me because of cultural iconography. They'll say that I don't know what I'm talking about. Because But I'm connecting what I'm talking about based off of what I know for opportunism to make me smarter in a world that's dumb. Did yeah, so I'm like this. Everything for everybody though, Sam. Nah. You heard? nah, everybody is not built like that. But that's where my ego, and I'm sorry to like that's where my ego, ego comes in when I'm young though, is because I'm like ego. I want everyone you, to like me. Jay, ego is here to protect you. You heard? Promise you. The land of Nod. Yeah. That's where Cain was exiled by God after Cain had murdered his brother Abel. Right. Sleepy. Boy was sleepy. <laughs> that ego thing, I do want everyone to like me, but then I realized that's me no, being you young 24, though. That's no, you the don't like. don't want everybody to like you. I know I need to get over that in my own head because if someone doesn't like me, I'm like, oh, what do I have to do to get on their good? It's like, fuck them. <laughs> like, Fuck them. I, I know I'm on my right path. Mm. Why should I care if they don't mm. see what I'm doing? Right. This was dope as fuck. Mm -hmm. I hope people realize the knowledge that you dropped in this. This might be one of the most interesting. However, I'm so opportunistic. I'm speaking to your listening audience. And I don't never want them to catch me slipping. And you already have greatness on your podcast shows. So I'm not going against none of the greatness that you already have. You know, them is my folks. So this is me being family to family that I wish I had when I was a kid. You know? I, I got to live 47 years to be around people that could bring us all to a table. Yeah? So your, your podcast is a table. Yeah? So it's, it's people like, I only got a small handful of people that I could actually say that I actively seen participate in culturally creating connectivity. Yeah? Yeah? Planet Asia, Chase Infinite, your cultural connectivity, your placing people in the space that we need to be in so that we can, they never try to put no barriers and no shit in front of me. Yeah. I don't, if they did, I don't remember, but they never did because I got my, my head, I got a big stupid ass head. I remember stupid shit for nothing. I got all type of shit on. No, I still remember when motherfuckers was playing with me in 1981. <laughs> I remember you was playing in 89. Uh, I remember what you tried to do in 91. You heard? Like this. <laughs> Boom. Like this. My new set of friends. 
don't have not put no barriers or no bullshit in my progression. Yeah. I say they more mature than me. That's the type of shit. I'm I'm tired of being right. That's why I play myself. I can play myself when I gotta be too instructional to hold energy. Yeah. Yeah. A motherfucker that don't know me can't benefit from me, son. Yeah. All of my anybody that can benefit from me or knowing me is greater than me, bro. That's and that's what journey. I said. I want I to be the worst person on my team. Yeah, that's what I was saying I by that. It. I don't I mean it, it by anything it. other than I, I want to be around greatness. I, I don't want to be le- around lesser than. That's right. I get it. I get it. My bad. Get us out the hood, Sam. Stop playing. Look, <laughs> you were you... saying that at the yeah. Rome show. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I shit. That. This grind. I'm young. This grind is. I know that. You ain't gonna... young. You was young ten years ago when you was fourteen. Yeah, I'm not you young. You're right, man. You're right. I'm now not that young. He's a grown man. But know? I'm I'm chopping down that tree right now, knowing that that house is gonna be there. That there house isn't go. built yet. I don't even have the blueprints to it yet. Yes, you do. This right. episode is one of the striations, the lines, the height, and the width of all that. You heard? The end, the, as of most recent, all the way to your first ones, you've been creating infrastructure for the house. So go to the monetizing part. You heard? Conglomerate all of them shits and have meetings about how this is this and this is that. And it got to be some exclusive content, too. Tell yeah. me that's exact. That's exactly what I realized my next step was. And that's what I'm talking right. about finding my worth Right. is because I didn't know what my place in this world was. So I decided to just jump feet in both feet in the wall into the darkness. Right. And but then you do have to start meeting and realizing, right. oh, I did find my lane. I did find my place. Now, how can I grow that? Right. Right. Easy. So this goes like this with all the pics you took of all your guests and screenshots of the imprints online. That's a short um it's a fucking magazine, homie. You see this? It's one of the illest shits that ever happened to the iteration, Frank magazine. When it wasn't none of this shit that's going on right now, the Frank magazine. Yeah. It's before podcasting. Yeah. So if you look at the content and what they was talking about, the conversation that we had right now, you're not gonna get these type of conversations, yeah, inside of major publications that's published by people that stand the game. Yeah, because the artist might say, Yo, I didn't like the fact that when we was in Paris. They was asking us if we want French toast. I'm just being funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. They was like this, yo, I didn't like that. You're you not going to hear that in a major publication. You heard? Because it's going to take away from the narrative. And then people who's not human. See, now we got the internet. So now humans can participate in culture. So the people push the culture, bro. Before it was Sony pushed the culture. Whoever is the fucking, whoever bought the most space in the Virgin record store on the shelves bought the culture. So that's all you're going to see. But that's, You're not going to see nothing that you might want to hear. 
now is different. But that's why I respect you. And that's why I, I understand why you had to apologize, like why you felt but like the black Hitler thing, like whatever Wes does, he does it because he doesn't need to be with Sony buying up his shit. He'll put Hitler dressed as Jesus on the but cover. If you listen and he tells you exactly if I'm from New York City. But I have been in New York State, you heard? And I know about New York State. You heard? I've I was in Tryon and I was in Kasaki and I was in motherfucking Danamora. You heard? And the white folks love wrestling and they Nazis, bro. Quasi Nazis, like this. I know what he was doing. He was like this I'm gonna go. Craziest shit ever based off of the people that's officiating the environs around me. You heard? Mm. It don't have nothing to do with that. I watched the I watched movies and cry. I'm an artist, bro. I got Schindler's list in here. Bro, I went to high school with Adrian Brody. Oh shit. I went to high school performing arts. I teach, I teach Jewish mysticism. You heard? That gave me clarity on Sufism. You heard? And taught me how to use my brain and my mind in English. You heard? Yeah. You feel me? I do. I do. It's an understanding of the as you said, what the environment, but what pushing the narrative is. Right. Is that what? Yeah, not. No, it's the intensity. My point is this. The use of extremes to connect to the most extreme and the illest shit y'all ever seen, you heard? Is this a narrative of artistic, what you call it, contributions to your focal point? So it's what you feel. What you feel about it. You heard? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. It's not about what the creator put the meaning behind. It's about the intent of who. We postmodern art. You heard? It's the reception, it's not the postmodern art, bro. You heard? Yeah. Promise you, bro. Postmodern art. I go to I go to rap concerts with Jews. You heard? One of my biggest contributors to my shit is my Jewish son, Noah. You heard? Word is bond. You heard? Yeah. So we grown ass men. You heard? How how would I how what kind of person would I be if I make you pay you? You the little homie. You heard? For the mistakes of people that might look like you in the past. You heard? I look like I'm in the past. I fuck with time machines. I'm in the past and the future. You heard? You feel me? Yeah. So we're not stuck. We're not stuck. And I'm going to tell you something. This is the illest shit in the world. Go to the motherfucking go to the not go go 
to the Niagara Emporium, upstate New York. They have, I never seen that much World War II ephemera in my life. I don't have to, black people, I don't have to explain away or say sorry for what happened to World War II. I never participated in that. You heard? So anybody asking me some shit about World War II look crazy to me because nobody is talking about slavery and raps. You heard? Yeah. Yeah. So they should do the black George Washington. Who going to get offended? You heard? Because <laughs> I had nothing. Yeah. Nah, but yeah. My shit is in school books and everything. 450 years. Everybody got implicit bias. They got fucking what you call it. What does that say? Scientific American, the science of overcoming racism. Implicit bias. You heard? I'm not here to explain why the, the motif of the most extreme shit that we witness humans do to each other. Yeah. Why is that my responsibility? And then nobody had no responsibility to explain what happened to my folks. And then everybody we're talking about had reparations except for us. Because it's easier to get mad at the shit that you ain't got to give a fuck about. Implicit bias. The ignorance. Right. Right, which is which is it sometimes ignorance is they know, but you can actively act like you don't know. Activism. That's not bliss, that's something else. You heard serial killer. The, the time, yeah, that's <laughs> the time waste. I cannot yeah. build a business using I can't build no bills business, right? Using nothing that went against me. You heard there have been people that built business off of blacks of shit that they should have acknowledged that may have went against them, but that's not on us. That's on you. That's your conversation. I still, we still dealing with the CIA selling dope around my way. You heard? I can't come outside. My grandmama got to walk past the dope dealers. You heard? Yeah. yeah. I don't want to hear nothing about nothing that don't got nothing to do. Hey, you don't like with an the, art, yeah. With everything, you heard? So I'm like this: art, you can't spell art without smart. Only smart people make art, you heard? So I go like this to you: be very careful with with that, with that. Be very careful with that. Don't do that. Don't create no conflict, you heard? Because what you you fuck around, fuck your shit off, yeah. Because I'm like this; they already got me doomed. Yeah, don't fuck your shit off. Keep your uh, shit. I understand what you're. Keep your yeah. shit fly. Keep your shit fly. But save this. This is a this is a TED talk. So when you in your thirties, you might have a TED talk because you got behind the scene footage of a shit that's real. Yeah, keep the shit like this. Hip hop, little boom, like, we all that. But once you went there, I think this look, that's a TED talk. 
yeah, yeah. No, implicit and bias. I also know who no, implicit bias. Yeah. Not racist, the danger. Yeah. I'm not against you. Germans ain't against you. Jews ain't against you. It's the 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 concept is against you. Born unequal. If you're born black, you in trouble. The harm that data does. We don't want to add to the data of it of, of we hate. gotta keep explaining race matters. It creates an algorithm. Elon Musk already said that AI is worse than fucking nuclear bombs. For real. The AI. You heard? If the fucking computer start registering all of humans' behavior based off of separations, it starts creating separation and then we're doomed, bro. We're gonna, you're all gonna die the same. So uh, it's the creating the problem without the solution. Talk, talk about it. That's what you're. That's that's what we're talking about. But that right. that's without if you just create the why, without the the. Man, I gotta go look. No bullshit. Like a racehorse, right? So I'm gonna go. <laughs> look, you alleged. Listen, bro. I was saying to Jay. They was like this. She said, "Yo." She said, don't never say goodbye. Say, I'll see you later. That's Promise better. You. That's For like real. my friend used to say when I was growing up. Don't say you want to be a comedian. Say Skater. you are a comedian. Skater girl. She was like this, yo. Don't never say goodbye. Say, I'll see you later. Promise you. For real. Promise you. First woman ever said, yo. She was like, go get you a haircut and gave me the money. I want you to look right. You know what I mean? Because you be talking a lot. You know what I mean? You get your nails done. <laughs> nah, <laughs> never. Just... No, no, I got hugged. You know, but I'm like this. She's like, get your head done. You know what I mean? Get your head. Promise you. I'm happy that I felt dumb in this conversation at points. Never. I I don't fuck with dumb people. My astrologist told me that this is the time to create my new paradigm. I didn't say I was a dumb person. I said I felt dumb in parts of these conversations. It's only of material. Oh shit. But felt is a material. Google it. Felt. Yeah. You ain't feel nothing. You're, you just expressed what you observed. I'm a student in, in a classroom, yeah. Yes, as we all are. In the universe. I can learn from a lot from young people. Promise you, for real. Shout out to the, uh, shout out to all this art behind me. You see what's going on? <laughs> shout out to Squat. Shout out to, don't watch TV. Shout out to Thousand Words. Shout out to right. Khan. Shout out to Rock Marcy. Right. Who took that photo? I did. You took that photo? That's I hard did. as fuck. I did. Thank you. Shout, shout out to my homie Paul. That's that poster. What I got that from him. What of Conway, the machine. Yeah. Promise you. Yeah. And shout out to this artist 
Dave E. Minor. You heard? He's a legend. You heard? The New York Dolls. This shit is hard. I promise you, you have no idea how many minors, Dave E. Minor, that we had in the cut like this. He's a legend. We could go right to the spot where his stuff is at. It purchase your and his new inundation and new iteration as he's focusing on prices and significant final. You heard? He's a legend. You heard? So I know how to take the pulse of experiences. You heard? With the, with the world of art and its expression for retail. You heard? So what's more important than the album cover is actually uh, um, the poster for your, what you call it, for touring and for your brand. You heard? Artists, all artists, to close on this, all artists should seek, genius-wise, to use photographs associated to people who are there in real time who take pictures of things that are very important for the cultural nuance so people would never say that it didn't exist. You heard? Because they're going to be lying on us, son. So shout out to a thousand words. For the tangible. For taking pictures. That's my bro. You heard? Real pictures. I promise you. Photograph. Promise you. And shout out to every artist that made his own cover. You heard? And one. Because some of them can make your, you could make your own cover and you could have did more with that. But you didn't. You heard? I don't want to make my own cover. I'm tired of that shit. I want some. I want somebody smarter than me, um, at least ten years younger than me. You heard? To be like this. This the cover to the play. You heard? So I could be like this. Let um Jesus, uh Jesus, uh take the wheel. <laughs> you feel me? I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. The lames wore me out. Everybody think they tough. In the in the in the most safest time in the universe, do you know how many people used to get sent up daily during wars, the Punic Wars, Hannibal? Let's go back to the expulsion. You heard before the internet, before YouTube, Google, and sensitivities. You heard for real, that yo. Yo, slap the shit out of me. Slap me to, I want somebody to slap me to the, what you call it? Slap me to a million. Slap me to 20 million. (laughs) But you fuck around, be a bum, fuck around with bums. I don't fuck with bums. I don't get in physical altercations with bums. For real. And I don't care about physical altercations with people that have more resources than me. So they they done took the emphasis off of in the Americas, you heard, of global issues based off of shit that deal with hip hop, and it's right in front of people's mind, and they can't even see it. And then it's the illest shit in the world. I'ma leave on this. I'ma see how your um ski to go. Look, let's go like this. The big the big homie, Bruce Willis. Said he stopped acting 
You know why? He's a as a grown man, it took him this long for him for the whole world to say G.I. Jane. You heard? He been suffering and trying to put everybody in game from his split back in the day. That when they said G.I. Jane, as soon as they said that, Bruce Willis stopped acting. So put that together for everybody that think they know everything. You heard? Bruce Willis retired from acting when G.I. Jane got mentioned at the Oscars. It's not about you. It's about us. If it ain't about us, it ain't about nothing. Now I'm going to drop the mic. On the back. <laughs> 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 